Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another Out of the Basement Podcast. My name as always is Devin Turak and today I'm joined by Paul Sanders. Hello. Patrick Ramsoy. Hello. And Dwayne McKinnon. So no uh, Patrick Gleason today. Um, hopefully he's doing well, and he's, it's not like he's going to ever listen to this, so so he won't listen to us being concerned about him. But <laughs> but maybe may, who knows? Maybe he'll he'll come on later and join us. Anyway, um, why don't we get right into it? Uh, we've taken I think seven or eight weeks since the last recording, so yep. why don't we get uh, started with our months now in the hobby? And uh, I'll start with you, Pat. Oh, okay. Uh, well, let's see. Starting with uh, TV and movies. Haven't uh, gone out to see any movies or watch very many on uh, on TV. I uh, do have plans to go see Shang-Chi tomorrow. Um, but uh, in the meantime, I uh, have watched a bunch of uh, shows on uh, Netflix and Prime. Uh, so a couple of uh, anime on Netflix. Uh, there's one series called Eden's Zero. Uh, which is uh, basically about a boy who's uh, grown up uh, on a planet run by robots and androids and uh, he kind of gets forced off of that world and uh, connects up with uh, this girl who wants to be an influencer. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, it, it's kind of in the future, but she's... Uh, uh, it's not YouTube, but it you know it's something like YouTube that she's uh, involved in. Um, and they have spaceships and they get they, they end up on a planet that uh, has gone backward in time because there's this uh, swarm of uh, creatures that eats time um, yeah anyhow he turns out to be the heir to uh, what's called the demon king and he's got some special powers through some technology that he's got and so they encounter criminal organizations and so on and uh, it, you know that's basically the first season is they're they're trying to find the cosmic mother basically uh, trying to find her way to it because she's a myth and a legend has been found once and hasn't been seen since and everybody's trying to you know the big scoop amongst adventurers is to to try and find her so this is uh, live action or anime it's anime okay yeah uh, another one that I saw now this one uh, was in Japanese with subtitles, so it's the first one in a while that I've watched that's all subtitle or that I've had to use subtitles. It's called uh, "Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai." Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. So uh, it based the first episode. This guy is in the public library uh, trying to do some work, and he sees a girl in a you know dressed up like a Playboy bunny walking through the library and everybody's ignoring her um, and uh, it turns out that he's the only person that can see her um, and this girl is actually a fairly famous movie star uh, but uh, she has uh, retired sort of or at least gone on a hiatus uh, and uh, and as a result uh, is uh, sort of disappearing out of people's memory and people are losing their ability to see her um, and so more or less the show is about him and a bunch of uh, women in his life 
that uh, are dealing with these weird, uh, could be related to quantum physics kind of situations. Um, there's, uh, let's see. Uh, so he ends up uh, falling in love. Well, him and the, the, the bunny girl, the, the actress, end up falling in love together. After, uh, and uh, he kind of brings her back to reality by, uh, uh, well, no, I, I'm not going to spoil it. But that sort of starts off their relationship and they become boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, but he's got another younger girl, younger woman that, uh, well, younger girl, because she's they're in high school, of course, um, who uh, basically creates a time loop um, that he ends up being stuck in uh, because she um, is dealing with uh, this guy who uh, wants to date her, but uh, she knows that her best friend isn't is interested in him. Uh, and so that situation has to resolve, be resolved in the time loop. Uh, there's an issue with the main character's sister, who kind of started everything off uh, by... Uh, basically, she's become incredibly agoraphobic. She just cannot leave the uh, their house and, uh, um, and is afraid of meeting new people and so on. And she's got a this related kind of an issue. Uh, and anyhow, so there's a whole bunch of stories, uh, all of which, of course, involve women. So there's it creates tensions here and there with his uh, with his girlfriend, the movie star, and it's it's kind of interesting. It it, it was fun. Uh, Lucifer season six dropped, so I managed to watch all of that. So this is the final season of Lucifer, um, as yet another angel is out to try and and uh, do him some harm after he's just. Uh, has accepted that he's going to be God. Sorry, they fought the war so that uh, he could be declared God, and now he's sort of having uh, second thoughts and getting cold feet, partly because it means that he's, his, or he's concerned that his relationship with Chloe's going to have to change as a result, and so on. Um, of course. You know, <laughs> as he becomes the Almighty. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, so the the season is dealing with uh, him trying to hold off on actually committing to becoming God and uh, other things that uh, come into play. And, of course, it, it tries to reach its conclusion, which I will not spoil for anybody. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched I say, it yet. Mm -hmm. Can I say one thing? Certainly. I absolutely love that they cast Dennis Haysbert as God. <laughs> I don't know. I, I There was that... Uh, one or two episodes where they had Neil Gaiman actually uh, narrating as God, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, I just really like Haysburg. I've been a fan yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Stargirl Season 1 and Season 2 dropped on Amazon Prime since the last time we recorded. Uh, yeah. So, watched <laughs> all of Season 1 and uh, as far as Season 2 has gotten so far. And yeah, it's pretty good. Um, does sort of raise that question of what happens when kids become uh, superheroes because they're they're all youngsters that are taking over for the JSA and you know thinking it'll be fun and then realizing oh oh this is deadly serious stuff yeah i'm not i haven't really watched season 2 yet but i did watch season 1 mm -hmm. um, yeah i enjoyed it good stuff yep <laughs> i i did like uh right near the end when they uh, find the manifesto for the Injustice League 
and discover what they're after and you know so they're on their way rushing to try and solve it or stop them and Stargirl saying why are we wanting to stop these guys <laughs> and of course there is a very good reason to try and stop them but it it, it added layers and nuance to the uh, to the villains to at least the the ones who were leading the bad guys which I thought was interesting um, game wise well I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3 uh, some with myself or just mostly on my own but I have been doing it uh, on Tuesday night twitch with you guys uh, that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, sorry I keep killing your characters. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I did uh, get Star Wars Squadrons, so we can do that as well. Uh, I've tried a bit of Pathfinder Kingmaker. Um, what, and, do you, what, uh, do you, what do you think of that game? Because I'm also going to talk about this game. I also picked it up during the Steam sale. I don't like the combat in that at all. Um, yeah, that... that well, it's kind of interesting because it's a mix of different styles, right? So it it's it takes place, uh, or you know, it's happening um, real time, but at the same time, you can pause it to try and shift around your strategies and and uh, change your instructions to the characters. Um, I mean, I don't have a real problem with it. I have um, I have not been able to get the charge to work properly for any of my characters. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I'm just uh, telling them, okay, this is going to be your target, and then just let their the AI figure out exactly how they're it's going to handle that. Um, I did run or go into one encounter in a cave where I had to fight a swarm of bats, and I'd already used up my uh, spells, um, so the party got wiped out because mm -hmm. I couldn't do anything to the swarm. Uh, found out later that the uh, torches, the ever-burning torches that you start with, are actually effective weapons against swarms. So I'll have to try that combat again this time with the uh, with the torches in hand. Um, let's see. Uh, what is it? Uh, Diablo Two Resurrected, I think, uh, became available the other day. So I tried that a bit this morning. Um, it, it, it was okay, but uh, I definitely do like the, the mechanics of Diablo 3 a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I tried that during the, um, the the weekend where it was available uh, kind of in beta. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the nostalgia factor was great with that game. The mechanics are shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. Yep. Well, I mean, things improve as uh, you get newer versions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I since I got uh, picked up a joystick to use with uh, Star Wars Squadrons, I also downloaded uh, the Red Baron pack off of Steam. So it's the old Red Baron, uh, Red Baron One and Red Baron 3D uh, in the pack, and uh, yeah, that definitely looks old and dated. I remember when I first got those games, I was mm -hmm. thinking, "Wow, these look so cool!" But now <laughs> it's like, "Oh, these look so old." <laughs> yeah, those Red Baron games were super fun. Oh yeah, I enjoyed them. Gave me a love of uh, World War One aviation mm -hmm. playing those games. Navigation's um, a bit of an issue, but uh, other than that, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as tabletop gaming goes, uh, since we've, even though it's been uh, months, uh, we've actually only had, I think, one session of uh, <laughs> my alternate Wednesday night game. We actually finally got together again in person. Oh. Uh, yeah. I got to uh, try out the uh, new troop rules that uh, Pathfinder put out in uh, Beastery 3. 
So it's basically like swarm rules, but it's for troops, bunches of people. Um, it, it's got its pluses and its minuses. Uh, I don't have to worry about uh, having to roll lots of to hits and so on. Basically, if you're standing next to a troop, um, when they decide to attack, uh, you have to roll a, make a reflex save uh, to avoid taking any damage. And uh, the amount of damage that you're taking depends on how many actions the troop decides to spend on the attack. Um, same thing goes with uh, ranged attacks if they want to do a ranged attack against them. Um, the troops have uh, damage thresholds. So it's basically uh, full damage, uh, two-thirds damage, and one-third damage. Um, so if you're doing area effect or splash attacks, uh, damage just basically runs through them as normal. If you're just doing a single uh, normal melee attack or attack an attack that would only attack uh, only damage a single uh, opponent, um, then what happens if the troop will reach its damage threshold and won't go past it? Right. So um, I believe uh, 60 hit points is one of the thresholds on uh, the units that I've been using. So if they were at like 63 hit hit points, so they were at still at the full strength level, uh, and then you did like 20 points of damage to them, the damage would stop at 60, so they would go down to the next threshold level and they'd be at the maximum of hit points for that level until it moves down. So that that's kind of interesting. The problem I see with it is that we've got a rogue in the party and uh, he's high enough level and good enough with his agility or with his uh, reflex saves that uh, he's basically invincible against the troops can't necessarily do a lot to them, but they can't do anything to us with their normal attacks. So we're going to have to figure out how to deal with that problem. Um, our friend Patrick Calden has decided to start a uh, brand new D&D uh, 3.5 game, uh, sort of continuing in with his usual campaigns in Greyhawk. So we've had uh, two sessions of that. Uh, that's kind of interesting. I'm playing uh, a fighter type with uh, some serious twists, which I'm not going to go into because they're secret, and just in case anybody from the game is actually listening to this podcast, I don't want them to know what my character's up to. <laughs> uh, but we're uh, we're in the uh, the uh, the the uh, seahold of the pr pirate princes. So. Uh, it's basically a pirate kingdom that uh, long, long time ago, uh, Chris Stevenson's character managed to take over and become the prince of. Uh, it's a slaver society, or at least it was, until uh, the new lord took over. Uh, and so he's changed slavery to indentured servitude, because you can't make big changes like that overnight, at least not without a big war. And uh, so our parties are representing a church of... Uh, Trimestra, Trimestra, I think. Uh, anyhow, it's a god, uh, the god of uh, freedom, and so uh, we're basically working as special agents, trying to make sure that this indentured servitude is actually an improvement on uh, the slave system that had existed beforehand. But of course, we're working undercover, so nobody's supposed to know what we're up to. We've uh, had two sessions with a whole lot of visiting plantations and businesses and so on to get the lay of the land and haven't had a single combat yet. So that ought to be coming up fairly soon. Uh, so that game is actually happening on alternate uh, Thursdays from when I have the Wednesday night game. 
Um, and that's pretty much what I've been doing as far as gaming goes. Uh, and yeah, I think that's uh, that's uh, my story for the last uh, month and a half or so at this point. Okay, why don't we move on to Paul then? Oh, moving on to me. Let's see. Um, I haven't been doing much to be honest. Um, I've been. I guess we've been. We've been playing a lot of uh, Alien Fireteam Elite. Um, as if you've been watching the Tuesday streams, we've been doing that a fair bit, and uh, it's. I'm. I'm strangely addicted to that game more than I thought I'd ever be. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not sure why. It's just. It, you'd think it doesn't have any replay value, but for some reason, it really just has replay value well we'll play the same level over and over and over and over again but the spawn points for the aliens are a little different you know so it, it might come from a different location some of it's starting to get predictable after a while but it's still really entertaining and fun and i, I think it's just the, the the fact that you could get easily swarmed and you're just trying to survive is uh it's very attractive for some reason. I can't quite figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend it if anybody's interested. I recommend trying it. If you're especially if you like the aliens uh, universe, they they the game does it pretty good justice. Um, I'd say it's on par with like um, Alien Isolation. Um, not quite the same. Like Alien Isolation had an incredible storyline. This thing is not quite that. It's, I mean, you're basically a group of colonial marines going in, and a three-person fire team. Explain that, because <laughs> that's odd. Yeah, it would certainly make it easier for us to play um, in multiplayer mode with four people, because that's that's the yeah. usual standard party sizes four. Yeah, I was really wondering why. I'm like, why only three? That seems seems weird. But I think basically it's a console game. Uh. I mean, we're all playing it on PC, but I'm pretty sure it was designed as a console game. Um, so it's kind of got that going against it. But I, I wish it was more than just three people, because it's certainly it's certainly a fun one that we could definitely all enjoy. Um, that's pretty much it for gaming. I haven't really been doing anything else. I have been... I guess I, I, I've kind of dabbled in Skyrim a little bit more recently. I don't know why I just suddenly had an urge to play that, and I've been doing that a little bit, but not quite as much as Alien. Just because. Um, in terms of movies, um, there were a bunch, and I wrote them down somewhere, but I have misplaced my list. No. <laughs> I'm trying to go back through my what I have recently watched, um, and I think my parents were in on my account because there's a bunch of shit here that I did not watch. <laughs> that's that's why I create special separate profiles for everyone. They have it. their own profile, but for some reason, I think my dad was watching on my profile when my mother was away in Montreal hmm. for like a month. So he's gone and messed up my list. <laughs> so I, I can't remember what I watched. Um, uh, I did watch. Crap, no. Did I watch that? I did, but I can't remember what. Hotel Artemis, that was the one I wanted to talk about. It dropped on uh, Netflix, and it's. I don't know if you could call it an action flick or a drama, because it has a little bit of 
it has a little bit of action, but I think it's mostly just interaction between the characters. And it was very entertaining. I really liked it, even though it wasn't what I'd normally have expected. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. I haven't seen it. This is the one about uh, the basically a, a, a place where criminals can go to rest and relax and get fixed up after yes. a job or something? Yes. So it's sort of like, you know, like how John Wick has the... Um, the hotels or like the, the sanctuaries where they can go type mm -hmm. thing that's what this is supposed to be the continental it's, yeah it's yeah but it's more like a ho it's 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 a they call it hotel artemis but it's actually a hospital for crooks but only extremely high-end crooks so you have to have a membership and whatnot to be able to get in and um it was just, it was interesting. I mean, Jeff Goldblum plays the bad guy. <laughs> and he's That's not even, fun. and he's not even in it for more than like 15 minutes of the <laughs> entire film. But it's fantastic. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I, I fully recommend anybody to go and watch that. It's, uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, uh, relaxing, somewhat relaxing movie with, interspersed bits of violence. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it, it was a good one. I recommend it. Um, there was others, but they've not, they've, they've been pushed off my list, so I can't even remember what they are now. And I, like I said, I lost the sheet. But other than that, it's just been uh, um, watching, like, streams and stuff online that aren't worth talking about. It's just filler to keep me sort of slightly awake at night until bedtime and it fails miserably every day <laughs> so i have another i want to i want to watch lucifer season six i haven't gotten to it just because I, I i want to be able to actually focus on certain shows mm -hmm. and i'm so tired from work these days that i just i need something mindless that i can just listen to so i don't end up watching any of these actual movies or shows or anything because i can't feel like I, I'm going to give them enough um, focus to enjoy them, which is unfortunate. But that's where I said. Mm -hmm. There were some anime, but I don't. They're not on the list anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's going to bug me for the rest of the recording. I can guarantee you that. I'll be like, I, I tried to look at uh, Disney Plus and everything, and I couldn't find anything there either. Ah. Although I did watch a documentary, um, Morgan Freeman documentary, believe it or not, on Disney Plus, and it was all about God or something. If I remember correctly. Right, that's been on uh, National yeah, Geographic it, for a little while. Yeah, it came out. It came out like two years ago, and it's not new, but it was it was very very interesting, and I recommend anybody who wants who'd want to. Or who enjoys watching Morgan Freeman would maybe find it interesting. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you're not like scared off by religious jargon, even though he goes into every single religion imaginable that I've, I think, and it's basically just you know trying to figure out like who is God, what is God, depending on what religion you are, and like is there 
an Armageddon following like that kind of thing, like her religion. It's like, and it, it was just, it was very, very interesting. And I recommend it if anybody's mm-hmm. kind of got that going. And that's pretty much it for me. I'm real quick tonight. Okay. As always. I, I wish I had more guys. Sorry. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's move on okay. to Dwayne. Um, been trying to keep busy with uh, with everything, but uh, I went to Nova Scotia for four weeks, which was nice. So didn't do a lot while I was down there. Um, did a little uh, on the gaming side of things. Uh, my first Pathfinder Society character, my bomber alchemist has reached ninth level and I played the only two currently published scenarios that support ninth level characters while I was in Nova Scotia actually uh, I took I took a day at my in-laws and uh, played a couple of games so a lot of fun but the end result is that my bomber is now in semi-retirement mm-hmm. um, until they publish another scenario that I can use for them with them so but i'm signed up for this thursday uh with a brand new character i decided to go with a flurry ranger a dwarf and uh because this scenario is the one of the season three introductions and you have to be either a first or second level uh, character to play. And my mutagenist is level 3. So, I made a new one. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. On the gaming front, uh, we actually sat down in person and played Pat's game uh, a week and a half ago. <clears throat> so, that was that was fun. And we, we, got a play- we got a player back because we went back in person. Oh, fun uh, thing that happened from all that, of course, was uh, everybody forgetting how to do it tabletop. It's like, where are my dice? What are the dice I need? <laughs> yeah, I, I still haven't found my dice. They're, they're around somewhere. I yeah. just don't know where. Yeah. I had to put a dice rolling app on my tablet. So, uh, yeah. And it doesn't help, really, that we're 14th level characters. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot we can do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it seems like I'm getting hit with options paralysis. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So that was good. Uh, I played in an Earth Dawn game today for the first time since April. Cool. Uh, didn't get to really do anything. We got ambushed, and uh, the GM made some mistakes that led to my guy basically getting completely pounded when he shouldn't have been. And yeah, it wasn't exactly a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, that's pretty much it on the gaming side. Uh, video games. I just play my little mobile games, and I've been playing a fair amount of Magic the Gathering. Uh, they're, f- they're free-to-play game Arena. So, 
been playing that a while. I've built up enough in-game cash that I could buy like 183 packs if I wanted to. <laughs> I don't really see the point, but uh, yeah, it's fun. And that, uh, now, Dwayne, have you taken that arena into like actual match play as well? Or are you just basically doing it um, like in, into tournaments, I mean? Uh, no, I haven't really done... Well, I've done a few of the drafts tournaments, mm -hmm. and that apparently I'm lousy at drafts. <laughs> uh, I keep losing; I lose very rapidly. <laughs> uh, under that format, once you create your deck, uh, you basically play until you've lost twice. I will usually lose twice within three games. Gotcha. So, uh, I do play in the ranked play and I usually make it up to like uh, the platinum tier with that that's where I'm at currently those rankings reset every month but it's it's fun and uh, usually get a bunch of packs out of it and everything so uh, in a interesting bit of corporate synergy uh, the last uh, the last uh, group of cards that came out, uh, the one before the one we're currently on, was Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Mm -hmm. So it was a whole set of D&D-inspired magic cards. You know, uh, you'd uh, play cards like the Gelatinous Cube which, when it would appear on the battlefield, would swallow a creature that was on the board. <laughs> and then on another turn, you could pay mana to have it dissolve <laughs> the creature that, it would, that you would swallow. That sort of thing. Um, a friend of mine has apparently had a lot of fun with a deck based around the Vorpal Sword. So... Now that's I haven't actually played against him when he's playing that deck. I'm kind of curious about it, but yeah, one of these days, one of these days. Uh, TV wise, I've been watching a few more things. Um, I'm not quite caught up on Let's Do Tomorrow, but I'm working on that. Uh, I'm caught up on What If. Have you guys been watching What If? No, I haven't yeah. seen any of it. It's fun. It's fun. Um, the first episode is about Captain America or Captain Britain, if as if uh, Pe if Peggy Carter had taken the uh, the soldiers, super soldier serum instead of uh, Steve Rogers, right? Yep, exactly. And it was it was well done. Yeah, the premise uh, sounds awesome. They didn't have Chris Evans doing Steve Rogers, but they did have almost everybody else doing their original voices in that one. So Haley Atwell was doing uh, Peggy Carter and uh, Dominic Cooper was doing Howard Stark. That sort of thing. I don't know if they got Tommy Lee Jones for that one. I think they actually killed off his character. I can't remember. But, uh, but yeah, so it's like seven episodes in. 
the last one was a lot of fun. I won't spoil it except to give the title. What if Thor was brought up an only child? <laughs> so that was that was an interesting one to be sure. Uh, I've been watching a bit of the first season of Titans. Been enjoying that. I've been watching the first season of Young Justice because I've been taping the third season off of Teletoon. So I figure I'll actually watch seasons one and two, and then I've got season three waiting to go before it hits Netflix. And that. Otherwise, uh, I think I may have mentioned last podcast that I actually did catch up on Flash. So that was that was a fun season. I'm looking. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I guess they're starting off the next season with a bit of a crossover. It's not so much that they'll be on other shows, but folks from a few shows will be appearing in Flash for like the first three episodes. So I think that'll be kind of interesting. I have gotten out to a couple of movies. I saw Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad with uh, my best friend when I was down in Nova Scotia. It was a decent film. I enjoyed it. Have any of you guys seen it? Yeah, I I really, really liked it. I liked it way better than the first one. And just as like, even if as a standalone movie, it was super, super fun. Yeah, I am kind of looking forward uh, to Peacemaker. Yeah, I can't believe they're having a whole show just about him. Something about the character appealed to James Gunn. Okay. So Gunn pitched a series with him, and that's what's happening. So saw that, and I saw a free guy. <laughs> How was it? I really liked it. Yeah, it looks I, very cute. I really liked it. Um, whole family went to that one. And that uh, uh, Madeline even brought a friend. So, uh, no, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I'm hoping to go out and see Shang-Chi tomorrow night. Uh, haven't seen Black Widow. Looks like I've kind of missed my opportunity there, but it is supposed to be free with a regular Disney Plus subscription October 4th, I think. So Jen wants to see it, so we'll probably just uh, put it on the big TV upstairs and watch it there. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. That was very well done. Yeah. Yeah. On the bright side of things, uh, Rogers Ignite now has a Disney Plus app built into it. So it makes it really easy to, uh, to watch just about everything. I mean, I could even watch crave if i actually subscribe to crave but they've got apps for amazon prime uh tubi netflix disney plus so it's all good it's all good uh, on the reading front uh i don't know have i ever mentioned naomi novik to you to you folks nope uh author i've been a Author I've been a fan of for a few years. Uh, 
she wrote a series of books about uh, the Napoleonic Wars, if there was air support provided by dragons. Okay. Yeah, uh, Tremorere, or I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but those are the novels. Uh, the first one being His Majesty's Dragon. Uh, so I've been a fan for a while. I haven't actually finished that series yet, but she started a different series uh, with some takes on some old fairy tales. And I picked those up on sale on Kobo. So I'm on the second one. She's talented. I'm really enjoying it. On the Marvel Unlimited front, I just recently started April 2014. I've kind of slowed down a bit. And it's not helped by the fact that Disney has completely revamped the Marvel Unlimited app. So, on the plus side, there's no longer a download limit of 12. You can download as many comics as your device's storage will hold. So that's kind of nice. On the downside, I was using their search functionality to look at a month's worth of comics and add what I wanted to my library. And they removed that functionality. So that makes it a little trickier to go month by month, which is how I like to read my comics. Um, and on top of that, the library resets to its defaults whenever you enter it, meaning that I have to reapply my sort every single time. Mm. So I've uh, opened up a trouble ticket with Marvel about it. I don't know if it'll get very far, but... Uh, but hey, at least Marvel Unlimited exists in Canada. DC Universe Infinite is <laughs> still, still not in the country. <laughs> yep. They were saying, yes, we plan to launch internationally this summer. Well, it's officially fall, folks. <laughs> and still no sign of it. So, that's a little bit annoying. But uh, that's about it as far as what I've been up to. I think I've got one or two things for uh, news and rumors. So, I'll pass the baton. Okay. Uh, so I've been watching a fair number of uh, movies and TV shows. I uh, watched a couple last night, actually. So one is uh, called Replicas. It's a Keanu Reeves movie where um, he's working on integrating human um, uh, brain into... Uh, originally, he's talking about doing it into a uh, an android body. So after a soldier dies... Uh, basically take a, a like a screenshot of their brain and 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 put that into the, the android he can't quite get it to work and then his family dies in this tragic accident and he ends up making clones of them and then trying to do the this the same thing imprint their mind into their the clone body and he's actually successful in that and then of course the company starts chasing him down it's it's actually a pretty good movie um it's called replicas i think it's from 2018 so it's relatively recent and uh keanu's keanu he's uh, he's <laughs> he's very keanu in this movie mm -hmm. um the other movie we watched is called high life 
this one is very weird, very surreal. Um, it's uh, I want to say it's Russian, but I, I'm not quite sure about that. Um, it actually has uh, uh, some relatively well-known actors, or at least Juliette Binoche is in it as one of the main characters. Um, so it's uh, basically um, it's semi-futuristic. Uh, they want to do uh, exploration in space. Um, there's a disgraced um, doctor who is put in charge of this mission and in order to get people to go on this mission to the to the outer edges of the solar system to go and look at uh, black holes and, and possibly send someone into a black hole that's part of their mission the other part is this weird sex cult thing where they're trying to uh, breed children in space and see what the long-term exposure to space is like on these children so this this doctor is a fertility doctor i guess and she's in charge of these death row inmates who've been put together in, in this cubic weird spaceship that's sent on this mission um it, it's it's so weird uh, like there, there's there's a 10 minute scene where the the lady doctor is using one of those chairs with like a a built-in like a swing chair with a built-in dildo thing to to pleasure herself it, it's it's so bizarre like it's it's basically parts of it are softcore porn and the other parts of it are like weird sci-fi and then they get into metaphysics of what happens if you go into a black hole like the whole thing is such a messed up movie i didn't understand anything uh, about it i don't understand why any of the choices that were made were made um but it's a movie that exists and maybe people will want to watch it. Maybe. <laughs> I, I really don't know if I can say much more than that about this movie, which is so, it, it's so weird. So weird. Um, there may have been a couple other movies, but I don't remember, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, TV shows. I watched the second season of LA's Finest, which is kind of a spinoff series uh, from the Bad Boys franchise. Um, it has... Jessica Alba as one of the main characters, and she's awesome, and I'll basically watch anything she's in. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I don't know if I talked about this last time or if uh, because the, we ended up not doing the last one, we never end up talking about it. A show called Kingdom. It's this Korean period piece. Oh, right. With the zombies? With, yes, which also is a yeah. fucked up zombie. I think, I think maybe you, we did talk about this. You watched a zombie movie? I, I watched a zombie it's a TV, TV show. It's a TV show. Three seasons of it, actually. <laughs> I got through two episodes and I was like, what the fuck? I know, I know. I it's it? so <laughs> fucked up. It, because it starts off as like a pure Korean um period piece about um a, a a prince who's he's in line to basically take over the throne but his mother has died his father has remarried and the 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 wife is super young and she's desperate to basically have a child in which case he's gonna lose his inheritance and so there, there's her family is this super powerful um a family run by a guy who's one of the ministers and he's basically doing a power grab by poisoning the the king um yeah doesn't the king turn into a zombie though well that's the whole point they actually ended up yeah. killing the king and then bringing him back to life and then that triggered this whole mess because in in the original form in which the ritual is used to bring the king back to life i don't know if this is going to spoil territory but once that if that person bites someone or kills someone it it doesn't 
transfer, it, it, it ends there. But then something oh. happens, which then causes it to become a, a transmittable disease. And now there's a fucking zombie plague uh, sweeping across this giant section of, uh, of, of the southern portion of Korea to the point where they actually uh, partway through the season block off the gates that, that, that separate the north from the south sections. And literally everyone left there is just left to die. Uh, it's it's actually a very very good show and and they talk about kind of why and how all that is happening and uh, and they do a really good job explaining it and it's very very good I really liked it. Yes, um, I should continue watching it. I, I, I yeah if if uh, if you like zombie genre stuff you you might actually <sighs> enjoy it. Uh, the, these are fast zombies though like they're running yeah, zombies. Yeah, no, I remember th I remember them being. Quick. Yeah, uh, so people are are uh, they're not doing well. Let's just let's just say there's there's a lot of uh, of tension and risk. Unlike so another show that I watched is the tenth season of Walking Dead, um, and they're coming to the end. Like they have one more season left to go, and that's going to be it. So this is the penultimate season. Um, that Thank was God that show's ending. Uh, uh, it should have ended five it, seasons ago. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, in this in this season, they deal uh, with Alpha once again, and her pack of whispers who are uh, basically intent on destroying everyone who doesn't belong to their faction for whatever reason. Like again, motivations are kind of weird in in these shows, but okay, whatever. They're entertaining. Um, I also watched a movie or a TV show called Postmortem. Um, so Postmortem is a uh, Norwegian show. Sweet, Swedish or what? Any, some some Sca Scandinavian um, country show about a, a a small town with a single uh, mortuary, and the the main characters are, are the people who operate this mortuary, and it's going out of business because no one's dying. Uh, <laughs> okay. Maybe they'll have one death a year in in this small population, and and then the daughter actually gets murdered. And as the daughter is basically sent off for autopsy, she wakes up on the operating table, and then it, it goes from there. So, and then and then a lot more people start dying, and the mortuary basically uh, survives for a while. Uh, it's 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 a very cool show. Uh, the Norwegians make excellent excellent TV, and this is they do. This is definitely one of them. Uh, I also watched a show called The Defeated. Uh, this one takes place in Germany, uh, specifically, I think, um, uh, Berlin, post-World War II. So the Germans have surrendered. The uh, The city is occupied and cut into four sections. There's a French Quarter, American Quarter, British Quarter, and a Russian Quarter. And um, an American police officer is sent to um, the American sector to basically train their burgeoning police people in how to do policing. Um, so basically the police force is made up of volunteers um, and they they really just take down information and try to categorize it and collate it. And, and he kind of brings his, his New York street smarts. But he actually has an ulterior motive for being there as well. His brother is uh, was a soldier in the US Army, uh, goes missing and um he's he's also at the same time searching for his brother so this is a very very good show um taylor no not taylor a lot of them uh 
Taylor Kitsch, uh, the guy who was in Saturday, uh, Friday Night Lights, the TV show. One of one of those kids plays as the American cop. Um, yeah, I think that's Kitsch. Okay, I, I think Kitch. I think it's Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, um, he plays he plays the American cop. Um, his brother is played by another relatively famous actor whose name I can't remember. Uh, his brother is a wackadoodle, by the way, who's going around. He basically is a serial killer, uh, murdering. Um, Nazis. He, his brother. It, it turns out. And I don't know. This is spoilers. So it, maybe it is. Maybe you want to skip this. Uh, his brother uh, was one of the American soldiers going into one of the first um, concentration camps, seeing what the Germans did to them, and so he basically starts hunting down anyone who had anything to do with with uh, the concentration camps and the murder of the Jews. Uh, very, very good show. Um, uh, I really enjoyed that one as well. Uh, and I recently started uh, a, a new show. Um, I've only seen part of the first episode so far. Uh, this one is called Nobody's Looking. Uh, this is a Brazilian show. Um, <laughs> it's about a bureaucratic system of guardian angels. <laughs> uh, so a, a stretch. Yeah, I know. So this guardian angel is created. He's the first guardian angel to be created in like 300 years, uh, assigned to this precinct. Um, but he's the type of person who, or a type of guardian angel who doesn't just automatically go with the status quo. He starts questioning things, why things are the way they are, why things, why people can't do other things. And apparently throws the whole thing into chaos and people stop dying it's it's very weird like i said i'm only part He's way a through. And mover. <laughs> I, i'm i'm only part way through the, the the first episode but it looks interesting and uh and and the, the guardian angels all have a very stylized look which uh which is quite amusing so I'm what's really, it called uh it's called uh nobody's looking that's on netflix uh yes all all the shows i'm talking about i think are on netflix i haven't actually gone into prime to watch a show in yeah me neither a long time actually yeah uh, we pretty much just been sticking to netflix for whatever reason i'm also watching this other show um with jen uh called mom um oh I've, i'm totally drawing a blank on her name uh anna ferris plays this uh single mom who she you know she was the product of a single mom and in the first yeah. episode uh, or, Dev, yeah you're gonna kick yourself why this is called mom yeah it's it's called mom i uh, don't no, i the the part i was getting stuck on was the uh what was anna ferris's name okay sorry yeah so the the tv show is called mom apparently there's eight seasons of it i've never heard of it but uh, we started watching it we just finished the first season uh also watched um the third season of a show called manifest where um, a bunch of passengers go missing for seven years on a flight, and then the flight returns after seven years. Uh, so this is the continuing story of that. Um, uh, this one has a lot more God shit into it, so I'm not super happy about that. But at least they're they're making a point of saying that it's not the Christian God; it's it's like a something else. Um, yeah, my that's what my dad put on my list. <laughs> it's it's actually quite enjoyable. I'm I I like it. Um, but I, I don't like the, the God aspect of it as much. Uh, I think that's it for entertainment stuff. Uh, I did see, um, Black Widow, which I think we talked about last episode. And I did see Suicide Squad, which is new since the last episode. Both were excellent movies. Marvel is 
is hitting it out of the park. Uh, I think I also mentioned I saw G.I. Joe. Suicide Squad's not Marvel. Oh, yeah, that's true, Dad. That's DC. Yeah, but it was done by James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for games, um, like Pat said, uh, we've been I've, I've tried uh, this Pathfinder Kingmaker game. Uh, I don't know if I'm a fan of the system. Um, I, I don't mind the the because it's, it's it's originally based off the third edition or 3.5 edition of D and D. And when it comes to video games, I don't mind using that system, but I don't think this is a good implementation of that system. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'm actually even going to keep playing it. Uh, I'd rather play this other game that I talked about last time called Celasta, which is based on the fifth ed rules. That is perfectly integrated and is it plays wonderfully. The combat is fantastic. Uh, it's easy to play. I, I'm really enjoying that. I also picked up a, a game called Greedfall, which is kind of like a uh, 18th century-ish game it takes place in a unique world but there's like you know sailing ships and it's almost like pirates era but set in this uh, fan, um, other world where there are three major countries um, or factions and they've they've discovered a island um, and all three of them are trying to kind of, kind of call colonize it at the same time and um it's basically discovery of the new world. So it's almost like um, uh, Europeans coming to America for the first time, that kind of thing, that, that sort of era. Uh, it's a fun game. Uh, the combat is different. I mean, it's, 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 it's basically one of those um, third-person hack-and-slash type games, uh, but, but combat is a bit more nuanced than that, and I'm, I'm still kind of figuring it out. Uh, I've made it past the intro and gotten to the, the new world, and that's where I've uh, beginning of chapter one. Basically, the prologue is over, and that's where I'm. Uh, that's that's where I've left off. I also tried this game called Curious Expedition. Uh, it's a like a eighteenth um, century high society adventurer society who go who um, challenge each other to go on these adventures and find items and bring them back and talk about their tales. Uh, it's it's a, oh, a weird but a, a cute little game. Uh, but the main game that I've been concentrating most of my time on this past, um, at least the past three or four, two or three weeks, has been Valheim. So Valheim is a third-person survival game set in a in Viking mythology. Uh, you're basically a a soul who was passed on to the next world, and you're trying to prove yourself to Odin in order to get sent to Valhalla, and you do that by defeating these mythical creatures. Um, and the, the game doesn't really hold your hand at all. There, there's a bird who kind of gives you a bit of information, but you kind of have to figure it out yourself. Um, you, it, it, The itemization is very sim simple. Uh, you cut down trees, you put get um, cords of wood, you use that to build things, you gather stones, there are a couple different types of stones which are used for different things. You make weapons out of them. You make a bow. Uh, you hunt down creatures. And then the whole point is you're supposed to kind of arm and armor yourself uh, to a level where you can take on one of these mythical creatures. Uh, I tried doing that very early in my first run through and I was <laughs> smacked so hard. I, I did not 
have any clue what I what to expect. And uh, yeah, it, it it's it's tough fighting these mythical creatures. Like the the, the very first one is a stag. But it's a giant stag, so it's it towers over top of you, and it can basically kill you in one or two hits of its uh, horns. But it also shoots out lightning, with which one shots you. So it's I, I don't even know if I'm ever going to be able to get past that first battle, but I guess we'll see. Uh, it, it is a fun game though, and the cool thing is, um, you you can bring your character to different worlds. So as you start building up your character, you gain experience. Uh, by by doing things so the more you chop wood the better you get at chopping wood the more you fight things the better you get at fighting things um so even if you find yourself at a, at a point where your game is scratched um there's no way you're going to be able to you, if you die you you uh you get brought back to life because this is the afterlife so you're not death isn't really death but you have to run to where your corpse was to retrieve all your items well, if you if your corpse died three or four days away from your base camp, uh, <laughs> you may not may, be able to make it. So anyway, at, at some point, I, I did give up on a couple of the worlds and just recreated a new one. So you get to bring your character into the new worlds and uh, and, and kind of carry your adventure. You keep all of your uh, memories, all of your skill levels, all of some of the items that you're carrying, I think, come with you as well. But the cool thing is um, you can create a persistent server where multiple people can kind of take part simultaneously. And the cool thing about this game is it has, it'll allow up to 10 people to be on the same server simultaneously. So I did create uh, an out of the basement server just for us to kind of adventure in together. If, if anyone wanted to buy the game and try it out, we could do it together. I can kind of show you um, how the game works chopping down trees like it, it's it's relatively simplistic but there's the combat is is quite difficult and there are a lot of enemies who if, if you leave the the starter meadow area and you go into a, anywhere else you start encountering enemies that'll like one or two shot you like they are it's a de deadly game i guess the whole point is you're supposed to be better before you venture into these areas but you know they're just there you can walk right into them accidentally and don't even realize that now you're in a dark forest and oh god these things are chucking rocks at me and the rocks are going to kill me anyway it, it's it, it, it is a fun game i it, i don't know if it's a game i'm going to love long term um because actually progressing is quite difficult like getting you basically have to kill that first boss before you can um do anything past the starting area and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to kill that first boss ever because it's so deadly. So I guess we'll find out. Maybe if, if my um, skill levels are a little higher and uh, I've, I've created better armor and crafted better stuff, then, then maybe survivability will be a bit better. But we'll see. Uh, I did also pick up a game called Necromunda Underhive. Uh, I only, I've only played one of the missions for that. Uh, basically, you, you put together a gang and your gang goes and fights other gangs in this city to try to find technology or whatever. But this, you're actually following through an actual storyline. Um, you're part of a faction and that faction is... Um, it's not really splitting up, but um, uh, there, there are... There's infighting in that faction. So your first mission, you're you're sent to an area that's not really under your control to, to meet with your boss. 
and then you get ambushed along the way by other members of your own faction and that there's a bit of combat basically it's an intro to to show you how the combat in the game works the combat is turn-based um you have action points you you firing your weapon costs so many action points you you can move a certain distance based on your movement points that are available that sort of thing uh but it's it's a very cool looking game and it could be quite fun uh i i'm sure there's a multiplayer aspect to it but that would be more much more like a a moba or a um you know my group of four against your group of four and it's like a tactical skirmish game but it's it, it looks interesting and it's set in the 40k universe which we love so that's uh, one of the draws of it and i think that's all that i want to talk about yeah so why don't we move on to segment two news and rumors what do you guys got well, Netflix dropped a whole bunch of trailers onto YouTube today. Um, they've got uh, the, the teaser for the Sandman, the live-action Sandman, um, based on uh, Neil, uh, Gaiman? Neil Gaiman's yeah, nice. Neil Gaiman stuff. Yeah. Uh, actually, um, uh, Am um, Audible has the first two episodes of Sandman available for free right now. That's right. Um, let's see, they also dropped uh, the... Uh, uh, trailer for Witcher season two, which I believe is coming mid December. Okay. Um, and I also saw the trailer for uh, what is it, Extraction two, that uh, surprise hit uh, with uh, Chris Hemsworth as the uh, mercenary in India mm -hmm. trying to uh, save the mob boss's son. So uh, that there should be some good shows coming up, though, you know. Uh, how, how exactly did he survive being shot and then falling in the river uh, for Extraction 2? Yeah. <laughs> that that seemed a, a fairly final kind of uh, end to the story, but apparently he survived. Um, yeah, that's so that's uh, pretty much it uh, that I just happened to notice today. Um, uh for Pathfinder 2E, there should be uh, the uh, the Gunslingers gear, the gears and Gunslingers coming out uh, in October. So I'm looking forward to that. They were a little slower than they had promised on uh, the uh, Secrets of Magic, so hopefully that doesn't end up happening with uh, Guns and Gears. Uh, and so yeah, uh, I oh I. When we were talking before we started recording, I was mentioning that uh, that uh, um, Foundation has uh, come out on Apple Plus. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, re the reviews I've been uh, seeing, which haven't been a lot, I'll be honest, but uh, they, they haven't been all that favorable. Um, I mean, the Foundation series is a really hard thing to adapt, and uh, yeah. I think that's uh, where this is falling flat. Um, so, um, because really the star of, of the Foundation trilogy is the Foundation itself, right? There's no single character that uh, really has a, a big impact on it other than uh, the mule as a villain, uh, which doesn't happen until, you know, the middle of the series. Um, so, you know, trying to make it interesting and turning it, you know, making it a series rather than a limited series... Uh, is a really big challenge and uh, a lot of the reviewers are saying yeah if you're a fan of asimov they haven't hit it and if you're a fan of science fiction it's pretty much ordinary stuff oh that's not good yeah 
though on the plus side, uh, apparently Dune, uh, which has been released internationally, is uh, is doing really well. So once we finally get it here in North America, it's probably worth checking out. Do we know when it's going to be released? Uh, not offhand, but it's not hard to find out. Okay. So while you're doing that, uh, I've got a couple movies that are coming out that I'm looking forward to. Um, I think this upcoming... Oh, no, I think it just opened this week. Um, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Um, that just opened. Um, then there's a bunch of stuff coming up kind of in October. Eternals is coming up in October. I'm really looking forward to that. That's the next Marvel movie to come out. Um, the new Matrix movie is coming out in December. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that. Um, people, I, I haven't seen the trailers. Like I said, I haven't seen the trailer, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to go into it, um, uh, blind. I mean, without, without knowing anything, any information about it. So we'll see about that. And then of course there's the, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home also Mm -hmm. coming out in December of this month. I'm really looking forward to that. I I like what they're doing with the the Spider-Man movies in, uh, in the Marvel universe. So uh, Dune is coming out October 22nd. Okay. So also pretty soon. Yep. Yeah, and No Time to Die releases on Friday. Didn't it just release this Friday? Nope. Only release date I found for it is the 30th. Okay. Yeah, and of course it's releasing in the UK first. Yeah, of course that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all I have. I don't know if you guys have other stuff to talk about as well. I've got a couple of things. Okay. Um, shoot. Uh, don't you just hate that? <laughs> start and all of a sudden your mind goes completely blank. Yep. Well, um, the last couple of days I've actually been thinking about how to do a low magic campaign using the Pathfinder 2 rule set. Um, I'm thinking a good place to start is that any spellcasting class would have to be only played as, or only available as an archetype rather than as a primary class. Um, the uh, potency runes and, uh, and so on for your armor uh, are actually intrinsic qualities of the uh, of the equipment you've got, so it represents uh, something being well built as opposed to having magic uh, as uh, or empowering it. Um, so, are you thinking of the automatic bonus progression alternate rule? Uh, I haven't actually read over that alternate rule. I'm just trying to think how can you work it so that you can still progress well as a character without having magic as the main reason why it happens. Yeah, you should take a look. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the Game Mastery Guide. Yeah. Um, so that's some of the ideas. Uh, any race that has intrinsic magic to it, even if it's not a normal part of the character, like elves and gnomes and so on, uh, would not be allowed because you know they have an inherent magic or at least that's available to them though possibly just saying those particular feats are not available is just is another way of handling it um so it it, i might actually consider writing up that rule set and seeing 
but I have to think about it a lot more and then see how it works. Because uh, then, of course, you've got all those monsters that are based on magic. Like, Undead wouldn't really work all that well because they'd be too overpowered being magically based and so on. You know, how, how do you... The main villains or the main opponents would have to be just soldiers and, you know, other races and so on, not actual monsters. Monsters would have to be extremely rare. Yeah. Anyhow, that's uh, just a little thing I threw in while people are thinking about what else they want to do on news and rumors. Yeah, well, the big bit of news that I saw um, is that they have announced the next showrunner for Doctor Who. Yes, who's an old showrunner, isn't it? Yep, Russell T. Davies is coming back. Yeah. So uh, he's the one who started the current modern era of Doctor Who with Christopher Eccleston's Doctor. Mm -hmm. So he apparently has decided that he has more stories he wants to tell. So that should be very interesting. Mm -hmm. I am looking forward to the next series of Doctor Who. I've, I've enjoyed Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. I don't know if Chris Chibnall's material has been the strongest out there, but uh, I've still enjoyed it. I, rec so, I recently uh, rewatched just a, a clip on YouTube of my absolute favorite Doctor Who moment, which um, uh, I think takes place during the Matt Smith uh, version of Doctor Who, uh, where they take Van Gogh to visit the uh, the museum to show oh, yeah. his exhibit. Oh my God, it's it's so moving. Uh, it's basically heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, no, because he he's he's well because he's such a tragic figure. Showing him that his life had like actual meaning, um, it's it's amazing. That probably would have changed how he would have lived his life. Wouldn't necessarily have uh, gotten him to the point where he was. I believe that in typical Who fashion, they had him forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When he moved back. But, uh, but yeah, so that was that. Um, on the Disney Plus side of things, uh, Miss Marvel has apparently been pushed back to an early 2022 release. Uh, Hawkeye is still on track for November. I've mm -hmm. seen the trailer. Uh, it looks like it feels like a fair amount of fun. Uh, so are they actually doing like a full-blown Hawkeye movie? Because I know there's a TV show coming up with no, him. That's, and the, the TV, yes. that's the TV okay, show. Okay, that's the TV that's show. TV. Yep. So uh, Jeremy Renner reprising his role as Clint Barton mm -hmm. and Haley Steinfeld stepping into the role of Kate Bishop. So uh, that should be interesting. Uh, I understand that filming on the Marvels has begun. So that's the sequel to Captain Marvel and has um, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and as well. Um, Monica Rambeau from the. Uh, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah. Yeah. So that should be fun. Uh, other than that. Uh, 
they announced a Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> okay. Of all things. Why uh, not? Yeah, well, prepare to... It's an animated film. It's, for the most part, a celebrity voice cast. Uh, they got Chris Pratt to do Mario, which is a choice that uh, the internet is having a bit of a hard time with. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in certain circles, Pratt is extremely un- unpopular. Really? He seems like yeah. such a wonderful human being. Well, I don't know. I've never bothered to dig into it because I largely don't care. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, every time I see an article about Chris Pratt, um, somebody always seems to chime in on how he is the quote, worst Chris, unquote. <laughs> so, eh, who knows, who knows. But uh, any of you guys see the absolutely horrible 90s Super Mario Brothers movie? Uh, the one with Bob Hoskins? Yes. Didn't, yeah. didn't that more or less end his career? He didn't really do anything <laughs> no. much after that. No, he... He did a few things. Uh, John Leguizamo uh, played Luigi. Yeah. And he certainly went on to do more things. Uh, I'm particularly fond of his part in John Wick. So he played uh, the chop shop owner. Mm hmm. So. That reminds me, one of these days I really need to get around to seeing, like, uh, John Wick Chapter 3. I think I've seen Chapter 2. I'm not sure. But, other than that, for news and stuff, I haven't really heard all that much. It's still somewhat quiet due to the pandemic. Uh, One interesting thing is that... uh, one of the major entertainment unions in the States is looking to get uh, the go-ahead from their membership for a strike. Basically, they're doing a strike authorization vote. And that, so that could possibly adversely affect all kinds of productions. But why? Uh, from what I've been reading, their working conditions are like the worst like ridiculously bad is is it because of uh covid covid made it all worse but it's apparently been bad for ages okay and that and so they they say that uh no nope, uh, um basically the producers groups have come back saying uh we're not making any counter offers so the union is looking for a strike vote and they have gotten a letter of solidarity from the director's guild the writer's guild uh sag aftra oh dear so basically whatever you're talking about is a big deal yeah so yeah um there's a lot of support behind this so we shall see okay it might lead to more production in canada because that the union 
does not uh, does not represent caste or IATSE is pretty much all crew, the behind the scenes folks, but uh, they do not represent that group of entertainment professionals here. Okay. And that's it. That's all I got. Uh, there is a, um, I don't know if you guys even heard about this. There's a movie coming out in uh, November called Finch, uh, starring Tom Hanks. It's like a post-apocalyptic sci-fi drama. It looks interesting. Man and his dog and his robot. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like, um, oh, what was that? Um, The Road, which is kind of like mm -hmm. a post-apocalyptic a movie about a man with his walking with his dog. I, I don't. I think it has a very different tone from the. Road. I hope so because the road was oppressively bad. Yeah. Well, sorry. The tone was oppressively bad. The movie itself was pretty good. I, I guess I'm, I I wasn't a fan. Mm. Oh, and um, the I don't know if you guys are a fan of the King's Men. Uh, it's like a alternate spy sh uh, movie. British spy, super spy movie. Uh, they're basically coming up with a prequel, which is uh, called The King's Man, which is like the formation of the Kingsman. Um, yeah. That movie's coming out, I think, November. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really, like... I, I really like the series as well. Yeah, it's, it's been good stuff. Well, there have been three movies already, right? Uh, I, I, I know of two, two, the two so far, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because... And... and... So yeah, so the third one is the prequel. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the main villain is Rasputin. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, it's World War One. They are planning to do uh, a second sequel, a fourth film, with uh, Taron Egerton's uh, character, Eggsy, I believe is the name. But. Uh, that is not currently on the schedule. So, do you, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about for segment three? Uh, segment one went pretty long, so pretty if, long, if, yeah. if we want to call it here, that's probably okay. That's fine with me. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Paul, have you checked out yet? Are you are you still even with us? Well, he, he... I am, yeah. So I, I had my my thing muted, and then it disappeared. Okay. <laughs> but it has been a struggle. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I've been up. I've been up since three a.m. So. Well, I thought you. Oh yeah, day. you did work today, right? Yes, yeah. I did. So it's been a long struggle today. That's fine. No so. problems. All right. Yeah. So why don't we call it here and say thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. See you next time, folks. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.